Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming More podcast. I'm your host, Brett Yo, aka Becoming Brett on social media. I'm here today with my friend Rob from South Jersey. Rob, how are you doing today? It's the best Jersey. So yeah, it's all good. We got beautiful weather. It's uh, overcast. It's kind of like 60 degrees and uh, it almost feels like Jersey spring, which is well, four days before it gets incredibly humid and muggy. As I'm here in Baltimore, two hours south of you, I can tell you, you're about to get rain. Nice. That's good. <laughs> Nothing I like better than rain it, on it a just Sunday. Start, it just started raining about 10 minutes ago. So, and, and this is what people tune in for is uh, the weather fo- forecast on a, su- a random Sunday in May. We're going to give the time and uh, temperature every five minutes in this <laughs> podcast. So, so, so Rob, um, I kind of like to ask every guest what the bottom line or like an elevator pitch of where their weight loss journey has progressed so far. Uh, I was just curious what yours might be. So I'm 150 pounds down. Uh, I had gastric bypass surgery, uh, vertical sleeve gastrectomy to be specific, uh, June of this year. Um, I lost 50 pounds of my own and the other hundred has came off from back. So that's, that's now awesome. My, my, yeah. My goal is, uh, my doctor says I'm supposed to be at like 180. So that's kind of what I'm gunning for, but we'll, we'll see. Awesome. It's great. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, amount of weight lost in this time and getting healthier and all that. And we'll get on that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so I like to start with everyone, like kind of their background on how they you know, got to the point where they would need to start a weight loss journey. So I like to start like, you know, growing up because I, I um, were you like heavy growing up? Did you have like maybe just gain, start gaining it in college or um, some other experience that led to it? Uh, so I was like a chubby Ruben-esque kid uh, growing up. Um, you know, one of those typical Italian kids where it was like, oh, I just eat like four meals a day and that's totally normal. And two pots of, you know, two plates of pasta is totally acceptable if you're having Sunday gravy, which I'm going to have after we're done all this. Uh, not two plates, but, you know, that's kind of the deal. Um, I, I had a really good childhood. I have nothing to say of why I gained weight other than the fact I really liked food. Um, I was a heavy kid growing up. Uh, repeatedly, uh, my doctor would try to put me on a diet. Um, and one of the fun ones from that was I was put on a diet when I was like 12. And I used to sneak food from uh, my parents' house. So it was one of those where I stole a bagel and I would go run into the bathroom so no one could see me eat. And I would eat like over the toilet, which is is a terrible way to eat a meal. Uh, You know, but I would eat over the toilet. I remember my dad who, uh, have you ever seen the Goldbergs? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's him. Just imagine like- I mean, mean, how how can any of us from the general Philly area not watch a show based in Philly? Yeah, so fun fun fact, uh, everyone but my mother admits that that was like our family dynamic. And I can't imagine why she doesn't want to admit to that. But like, my dad was that guy who's like, yeah, he takes his pants off when he comes in the door. But like, I remember he just started banging the door like, what are you doing in the toilet? You went to the bathroom like an hour ago. And I dropped the beagle right into the toilet. So I had this weird problem right there where uh, I was stuck at a crossroads, Brett. I had to either fish the bagel out of the toilet water and then find a way to hide it or flush it down. And 12-year-old me was like, you know what? I bet you I could flush this to get it to him. So I flush the bagel and somehow it gets down far enough that it doesn't look like anything's wrong. So, you know, like another hour goes by and next thing you know, uh, toilet's clogged. So my dad pretty much goes to snake the toilet. He can't get the snake through, which is like, what the hell is this? So he comes to me, he's like, anything you want to tell me? And I'm like, no. 
He's like, uh, a toilet spider, and I can't even get the snake through. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, totally normal. He's like, you're the only one who's here because my other two brothers were at soccer or something. It's just me and him in the house. So he knows clearly I didn't, he didn't clog the toilet. So he does one of those things like, I'm going to have to turn the water off in the house, disconnect the toilet, and put it on our back deck and unload this thing. Is there anything you want to tell me? And I was like, no, you're good. He's like, anything I'm going to find in there? I'm like, I don't know. It's a toilet. So he literally takes out, our neighbors must have thought we were insane. We're on the back deck and he has the toilet out and he's literally now reaching in from the top and he can't get all the way through. And he's reaching in from the bottom and he pulls out this soggy toilet, to, this toilet bagel. And he's like, what is this? And he's screaming, he's screaming bloody murder. He's like, what is wrong with you? Who is this bagel over the toilet? So I knew at an early age, I had issues with food and that, there was something that was psychologically wrong with me of the level of how I either needed food, I stored food, uh, I always wanted more food. But for the most part, my family did have a healthy plate growing. Uh, the bigger problem I had is when I got a car, uh, you know, I'd work a part-time job. And if I made like, I don't know, $100 a week at a part-time job, I'd spend like $50 of it on like Wendy's, Pizza Hut, mm. Burger, like horrible fast food. You gotta so go to like, Taco Bell. I always do Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, trust me, it's the greatest hits of every place I've ever been to a drive-thru. Um, fun fact, I went to visit my wife when she was out in Arizona, and they had Sonics before we had Sonics. Mm -hmm. So we're literally driving, and I made her like stop in the middle of the desert to go to this one Sonic just so I could have Sonic. But, you know, it's small things like that that I realized along the way of like, I have a weird obsession with food. And it was one of those things that uh, food has been a comfort item for me. It's been something that has, you know, helped me. Uh, in true Italian fashion, uh, food is something that I celebrate with. It's something that I use when I'm sad, uh, when I'm angry. You know, I use food and alcohol. Uh, when yeah. you know, when I'm having a good time, it's food and alcohol. So it's one of those things that, um, when I really started my journey, I was realized I was spending somewhere between five thousand and eight thousand calories a day. Uh, just through that process. And that's a lot of calories. Yeah. And I mean, so early on when you real, eventually when you realized that you spent, you were spending that much, like it was one of those realizations, like, I can't believe that's how much I was doing. Or was it like, or was it, were you still in it when you realized it? Or was it like so, maybe a few months in it? Like, cause like some of the, some of us, like, you know, we won't track right away. And then yeah. we'll like, then we'll go back like three months in after we start tracking and start eating right. And then you're like, what would a normal day be like? And then you realize that you ate, ate like eight to 10,000 calories a day. Oh yeah, you do this, oh dear God. But when you put it all in, you're like, I am a horrible human being in some sense. But um, so one of the things that was crazy was uh, when the pandemic started, we started Dave Ramsey, like doing finances, tracking finances. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the problems I realized I had throughout my life is I can justify anything uh, so I was a habitual spender. I was a habitual eater. So it was one of those things, like as I got promotions or if I made extra money in overtime or if me and my wife did good, I would be able to say, you know what? I make X amount of money. I should be able to spend this. You know, I, I, you know, work this hard. I should be able to eat this. And the problem was I was building myself into debt and just getting broker and fatter where I shouldn't. Um, and then when we started doing the, you know, the Dave Ramsey budgeting program, uh, I realized after tracking all our finances for two months, I was spending 600 a month in fast cash. And that, that was not with my wife. That was me like, hey, I'm coming home from work. Dinner is until seven. Uh, I'm going to get Burger King. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's Whopper Wednesday. I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to have coffee in the morning and I like coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. So I get the Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Well, I'm here. I'm going to get a coffee roll. Let me get the coffee roll. And it's like, well, that's not really breakfast. That's like a snack. So let me go to Taco Bell for Taco Bell breakfast. Uh, you know, so I was living Moss even before that was their freight. <laughs> yeah. But, and, <clears throat> like I remember um, so often, like I, I would get, uh, so where I work, they have a full cafeteria. But before I leave for work, I'd go to Chick-fil-A and get Chick-fil-A on the way to work. And of course, then, it's delicious. And, and then get like a full, like, like scrambled eggs, potatoes, whatever at work. And then have- They gave you scrambled eggs and potatoes at your work? Mm-hmm. That is heavenly. <laughs> yeah, they, they had like, because uh, it's, a, it's a large facility. So they have a lot, like a lot of- they have a lot of people so it's like a i guess you guys have aramark up in south jersey yes. yeah so they have like one called sodexo here same basic yeah. thing um so it's basic, yeah 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 so it's basically the same idea um it's not the greatest food but it's better than like just having like grab and go right so here, here's where it's even more messed up so i was an administrator at a catholic school for a minute and they gave us free breakfast and lunch and i gained 50 pounds in like 18 months because I would still do the Taco Bell breakfast like that and then be like, oh, we have extra bacon, egg, and cheeses. Do you want them? And I'm like, I'm not not going to get extra bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> and they're like, well, save room. It's pierogi day. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I can do pierogies too. And it would be one of those things where it's like, yeah, I don't know how I, I need to change my whole wardrobe. But it would also be one of those where it's like, no, I need a new wardrobe because I'm an administrator, not because I went up like six inches on my waist. So, yeah. And so often, like, I find that, you know, we, we get we get to this like mode where we just like, don't even think about it too like, yeah because c- c- it just becomes kind of like a norm normalis habitual normalcy yeah. yeah habitual and um did you ever find like to the point where you were doing it and you were just like i don't know why i'm doing it like because i mean oh, yeah like, like, now i think we can look at it and be like we like occasionally we have like a break because we're all we're all like food addicted so yeah. when, when, when we break from our normal routine and then we get like we have a pack of oreos or we have something else and then after i have it like i had one this week and then after i had it i was like that doesn't make me feel better. Um, so, so, so was it while you were in it? Did you, while well, you were in the worst, say the worst of it, did you um, have those moments where you're like, I don't really feel like you, you kind of question why you even needed to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's one of those, you ever, you ever get like, I always say they're February driving days where it's cold, it's miserable, um, it's dark both ways, like driving up and going home. For all those yeah. people in California listening, get, I hate you. But um, for, for us in the Northeast, like February is where like my soul slowly starts to like get crushed a little, where it's, you don't even notice things. So it's like, I would just naturally not even realize like, oh, I'm in the Taco Bell parking. Like, I guess, I guess that we're getting breakfast now because I'm mm-hmm. here. And it just, it became like just part of the routine and it, you know, you're cycling in an extra 750 to 1500 calories into your diet without even thinking twice. And it, it's a problem. Like, how do you mentally break those, you know, routines that you build? Definitely not easily. And I mean, no. and, and they still trigger you, like, because occasionally if you want to go back and have something from that place. Absolutely. And, and then, and then sometimes like you're craving it like all week, even after you yeah. had it the one time. Um, so, so we talked about like the part of the food addiction. Um, so when you got at, at your heaviest, like, what did you, like, what did you weigh? So my heaviest, I was 365 pounds. And it was one of those things that uh, I had started a new job. I was actually the happiest I ever was in my career. 
and just really enjoyed myself. But it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, I'm eating, but I'm happy, you know, nah, I don't need to exercise because I'm doing some extra stuff for work. But like, I was just, I was very happy and good. And it was one of those things that that summer, um, I flat out went to uh, my pulmonologist appointment, which is the person who checks your breathing when you uh, have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And my pulmonologist was like, hey, Rob, uh, fr friendly thing to just bring up. You've gained like 30 pounds every year that you come in for your pulmonology appointment. I'm like, well, that's interesting. You know, like, it, like oh, fun fact. Like, it's like, no, he's trying to tell you you're, you're gaining weight at sea level. So he's like, I have to tell you, uh, I'm looking at your readout from the past year. You're burning out your CPAP machine. I'm like, oh, wow. So uh, I guess we just got to get a bigger one, right? He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. You're at the big industrial model CPAP. After this, there, there's no other CPAP. I'm like, oh, so what? I'll just get like bad nights sleep now? I'm like, no, there's a very good chance you could go to sleep and you could die if you continue on this. And I was like, oh, well, that's not good. So uh, in true men's fashion, I uh, suppressed that knowledge. I came home. Uh, my wife asked me how the doctor's point was. And I told her, good. I just got to go down and uh, do some work. And I'm a teacher in the summertime. So uh, <laughs> clearly there's nothing I have to do. You know, and I'm, I'm going on the computer. I'm quickly, rapidly, like, searching, like, how to lose weight really, really fast. And yeah. ironically, there's, like, 15 programs that I tried before that one that uh, just didn't work. And I gained more weight on. So I finally saw, like... Uh, so, so sorry, I just had a question yeah. um, about the before you keep going, because um, I also have sleep apnea. Um, yes, and so I, I think it's important because people don't talk about it that often. Um, no, they don't. So, because um, I I did a sleep study in like 2015, I think. Yeah, 2016. I don't remember. It was one or the other. Um, and like I had like you know they started me out with the small mask, like the nose one, and oh, then, yeah. and and no, and, and, and then. And then I switched to the full face because they were like, you were, you lost like, uh, like it said, said I stopped breathing like 170 times in like yeah. an hour or whatever the recording oh, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and um, I was on like, I was on the industrial, like the, this big one. Oh um, yeah, uh, you had my box. Yeah, I, I had it. I don't anymore. Um, I have a smaller one now. Uh, but I was on like a high reading too. It was like 16 or something. I don't know what that means. Humble brag right there. So like, oh, I'm on the small one now. Like, yeah, so, yeah, so, so I, you, I recently because I hit the five year five year mark. So they um, and my machine was starting to have the face mask one. I was always getting air was always slipping out of the top around my nose. Yeah. So I got them to so I switched to like a nose only one, and it's a smaller unit, which is nice because it doesn't take up as much space on my side table. <laughs> um, but you know it, it's it's scary because you know if if you I I I hate wearing it, but I do. See, I um, love wearing it. I, yeah. I have to tell you, like, I never sleep better than my sleep mask. So, yeah. so the funny thing with the Darth Vader one, which is what we're talking about, everyone, yeah. it literally looks like the mouthpiece for Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and essentially, it just consumes your face. But he, here's another one where, like, I didn't even see my like size at a certain point. Like, I'd go to the pulmonologist and be like, um, "It's le my mask is leaving lines on my face. Like, it would naturally leave lines." And he's like, "Well, it's because you." You know how they politely try to tell you things like, well, it's because you have excess weight on your face and it's pressing into the machine. Like he, he didn't have the nerve to tell me like you have a fat face. And it was one of those, like I couldn't even come to terms with the fact that he's telling me I have a fat face. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, clearly there's something defective in this mask that they make millions of. And I've gotten seven in a row that don't work. 
you know, it's it's one of those where like that I I I never saw myself as that big even when I was that big yeah. until they finally said like, hey, um, there's a good chance you're gonna die. So, yeah, it, it's it's one of the variables, right? It was one of the variables yeah. is the issue, and it wasn't the it wasn't the seven masks. Oh yeah, and th- and then it's one of those two where it's like, have you ever had anyone in your family who was overweight who just passed away in their sleep? I'm like, oh, I've had like four or five of those people, and like he's like, interesting. And then of course I was like, yeah, that is interesting. Like not putting together any mm-hmm. of these dots. Yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you you go to the pulmonologist and um and they you know get get you to do the CPAP and then um I'm sorry I interrupted your your as you're going. Because I just wanted to talk about CPAP or sleep apnea. Because no, we 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 can go wherever we want. I, yeah. I I'll okay. talk forever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a seventeen part series. Uh... Yeah, seventeen part series on 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 how to sleep correctly. Um, okay, so 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 you have sleep apnea. You use a CPAP. You you're at your heaviest, right at three sixty five when you see the pulmonologist. And then how does that that so you go to like lose weight quickly you googled right yeah and then yeah. how does that lead you to getting set up to go meet with like the bariatric so so i went to i went to my primary uh care doctor and pretty much said like hey by the way i'm i'm overweight and he's like yeah and 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 first off my primary care doctor is amazing but it's one of those where i'm like i think i really need to consider like you know gastric bypass surgery or something like that he's like well i've told you that for the last five years i'm like did you and he's like yeah look here's in the chart where i've said you've gained weight every year possible you are now at a point where you need to have it and he's like here's the referrals that i kept because you didn't take them and you left them in the office uh they're all in your chart because i'm that guy you know shout out to having an italian doctor who will keep things in your file for spite (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um he's a family friend people so don't think that it's a malpractice or hipaa or anything like this. It, it's literally because he's like no i've told you you need to do this for years what are you what makes this time different I'm like well i was told i was going to die like, well that's good you know not that you could die but like you're actually listening for a change so i went into uh pen medicine to get my stuff done and this this is how dumb i was i made the referral and my wife works for pen so <laughs> it comes I tried to do it without her knowing. So like, you know, it's we're coming home. And also, if you learn anything from this story, I'm a terrible liar. So the worst thing I could possibly do is lie. Um, so I was like, oh, did, uh, did you happen to make a referral for Penn the other day? I was like, no. She's like, because your referral came up in the charts that I checked. And I was like, oh, did it? Well, how did that happen? She's like, are you going for gastric bypass surgery? And I was like, yeah. And we, we had like a whole talk about that because I was so embarrassed. And I think one of the things that, you know, I use humor to lighten it, but um, it was one of those things that like, I was so ashamed and embarrassed of the weight that I had gotten and the fact that I needed help more than what I could do uh, made it very tough for me to even come to terms with that. Like to have to tell my wife that like, I need to do this to survive. And she couldn't have been more supportive of it. Um, originally, I, I wasn't going to tell anyone that I was getting this. Mm-hmm. I was just going to do it and live my life. And she was like, do you think psychologically that's good for you? And everyone's dead. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. there's a right or wrong way to do it. But, um, you know, she was the one who really inspired me to make an Instagram page to keep account of it, to actually have conversations um with my close friends and family members one of the time she's the one who made sure i knew where the local support groups were so i could go and feel comfortable and 
it's something that we just don't talk about. There's such a mental health aspect of weight loss that we just, we don't talk about, right? It's one of those things that, you know, the whys of why we're eating had so many psychological compounding parts of the, you know, how we binge or why we crave food has a psychological aspect of it. And a lot of the times we, we take this macho approach of we don't admit that mental health is real or that we don't need it or worse yet, that if you do need mental health, there's something wrong with you. And it's one of those things that, you know, I think we need to get out there more in the entire community is that, you know, you, you need to be psychologically healthy to truly be fully healthy. Yeah, I mean, so something I brought up before is, <clears throat> you know, I lost 100 pounds without yeah. really without really um being right that way yeah because like i because you can do it without i mean i was 600 pounds so it was a little it was it was a lesser amount uh, no don't don't, don't oh, humble brag yourself oh, oh, 100 pound weight loss anywhere because that's something dudes do we we neg ourselves yeah. and that's a psychological thing man it's like we neg ourselves on our accomplishment it's like no you lost the fucking 100 pounds on yeah. your own that's amazing also that's... we have to edit this out so i'm sorry no uh, okay Great. No, no, no. no. Um, I, I don't want to edit anything. <laughs> it's more work. Um, also, so I lost 100 pounds and I wasn't really mentally right. And um, our friend Gormy, who you were just on his podcast and I've been on it before, um, he had asked me after I had, had the 100 pounds lost if I'd be on his podcast. And I said no, because I wasn't felt, I felt like I needed to be at a more significant weight loss, even though that is a significant weight loss. It, again, it is. Mental. Yeah. Um, but I did his podcast about a year later, like a year and a month, I think later. Um, and when I did it, I, I lost 200. Is it, you know, more significant also. Um, but the significance wasn't the weight loss. It was the mindset because I finally got like my mindset right on, on it. Absolutely. It took me, it took me off from the pandemic to have the time to like, really think about like what I was doing. Cause before that you're always like, you're busy. You're like got everything going on and then all of a sudden the whole world stops and you've got time and so many people you know they complain because they had the pre the covid 15 or 50 <laughs> and like you and i and others kept going on our goals well some people didn't it just depended on you know there's a lot going on but you know it, it's, it's really impressive and the, the mindset is just so important and it's not just mindset it's also like just being able to talk about when you have issues or problems and having someone to talk to about it rather than just yeah. like bottling it up like you do when you're obese and you don't want to talk about anything because yeah. it, it, it hurts. And, and a lot of the times, like something I've worked with my psychologist with is food doesn't talk back. To so it's one yeah. of those things that I can justify my feelings with food because food doesn't judge me. Food doesn't talk back to me. Food doesn't make an excuse for me. So it was one of those things that when I was sad, food was absolutely there for me, or I could use it as a comforting thing, or even it was something that I could make for other people and they liked food. So it was, it was a way of acceptance. You know, it, it played a major part of how my relationships, my interactions with people were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, I don't know if it's for you. So I've heard a lot of people that are, that were heavier. A lot of times they'll say, you know, they, they were the funny fat guy because they would hit so people they take the sting out of it before people could say it about them oh, absolutely yeah uh, that wasn't that wasn't me um I, 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 See, I thought i was funny and my close friends will tell you no rob you're you're really not funny <laughs> i mean i i can attest to that having met you in person yes you know i'm the funniest person in my head and anyone who else uh knows me uh my buddy matt frank 
list this. Uh, you used to call me Fozzie Bear even from kindergarten because like you're just not funny. You try really hard, but you're not funny. Um, but you know, I think that's something we mentally do is, you know, as a fat guy, when you go into a room, there's like three things I always say that we do. One is we find a chair that we need to get near so that if everyone sits down, it's a chair that would fit us. That, that's very so, true. The, the second thing you always do is you kind of size everyone up and see, at least you had like a positive approach to it. Um, one of the things I would do is I would kind of mentally check everyone so that I knew if they were going to make a fat comment to me, I had something almost like holstered or registered in almost like a Don Rickles fashion. Shout out to everyone listening who's under 30. I'm sure you'll get these references. Um, but, you know, it was this Don Rickles fashion of, like, yep, I'm going to make fun of your gap tooth or the bad part in your hair or, you know, that, or I'd say something like, is your beard on you? And I knew how to make these comments so that if they made it to me, I could punch them right back or I would hit them first to put them on their heels yeah. so that my weight didn't show up. And the third thing was just working a room so that people didn't see me as, oh, that's the really fat guy in the room. That's the funny guy or that's the outgoing guy or that's the person people like, mm -hmm. you know? So part of that process was just trying to go out of my way to do things that I didn't even like, but because I knew other people liked them, I would do. Yeah. And so for me, I was very, I was very introverted and shy. So I didn't do that. Um, so a lot of mine was, I would, I found solace in the food. Yeah. Um, like you, like you mentioned before. Uh, and so when I, over time, I become less that way, obviously yeah. with the food, but um, also as the journey goes on and you get, I feel like um, as you get more into it and like you start to believe in yourself, you get more confident, you get more able to come out of your shell. Like so many we've seen in the weight loss community on Instagram, because like as, as they get more confident, they're not as worried about what other people, other people think or, and cause you get like a ton, you get a shit ton of positivity <laughs> um, and, and a little negative negativity every now and then from people. But you know, I, I could care less. Um, There's nothing better than having a comment made from someone who has like two followers and no posts themselves. And I'm like, wow, good job by you. You're spending your day on a burner account, uh, you know, yeah. trolling the Internet for people who are losing weight. So there's a there's a special place in hell. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's it, it, it it's it's crazy how people take the time to do that. And I'm sure, you know, this, this will be on YouTube and people people love to do that on YouTube and the YouTube comments because it's it's a troll fest. Yeah. Um, if they even find it. So back to, um, let's talk about your journey a little bit more. Um, so you go ahead and you decide to get the bariatric surgery, talk about it with your wife, go through, and she helps you a lot. Um, so you get the, sur when did you get the surgery again? So it was one of those things. Um, I was really happy with my program. They do a really good job of, you have to do a psyche bow. You have to attend like five support meetings beforehand. You have to see a nutritionist. You have to map out what your day is going to look like at each stage. Like they make you do the work so that you're successful. And it takes like five to six months to get all of that plus the appointments. And there was a point where when I started to track the food from there, it was like, oh, look at this. The realization we talked about was like, okay, we got 15,000 calories. So I'd go for like the first meeting. They'd be like, how about you just try to get to like, 12,000 calories. And I was like, well, that seems doable. And I think mm -hmm. the problem I'd make before is every other diet I did beforehand, be like, I'd go to 2,000 calories. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm going from 15,000 to 2,000. I can't imagine that'll work. And it's all, it's, and on then, all or, it's on all or nothing mentality as soon yeah. as you do that, right? And, and, and exactly. that, that, that'll work for two weeks and then you'll be back to... Yeah. 
I just I just have to knock out three of my 18 cheesy gordita crunchies uh, in a week <laughs> and I can hit that goal. And sadly, that is the exact math that I use to figure that out. Um, and, and hey, they, they don't have those anymore. So I know. Yeah. If they ever bring it back, uh, you're going to see the return of this. We have Rob back and he's gained 365 pounds. Living moss. But no, it was one of those things that, like from doing the work and doing the process. Uh, I was really ready when I came out of it. And it was one of those things that I'd actually lost 50 pounds um, prior to surgery just by doing things like eating with my left hand, uh, chewing my food 23 times. Um, and that was one of those things that was crazy because like everyone who's going through, try to figure out how many times you chew your food when you're hungry. And it's some obscenely low number. So like I started at chewing my food like four or five times, mm-hmm. which is essentially the same as like a shark does. Like it's like just enough chomps to break it up to like put it down the guzzle. Uh, but it was small things like that that really started to help me get the ball rolling so that I was healthy and ready to even get the surgery. Awesome. I don't know if I answered that question. You, you, you didn't. My question was, when did you get the surgery? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't answer that at all. Um, so I was supposed to get it. I was supposed to get it. Originally, like, I took a super aggressive approach. I wanted it on spring break of my uh, school year because mm-hmm. I'm a teacher. And I was like, oh, I'll just get it done on, like, that Friday, and I can come back the next week, and I'll be good to go. And my wife actually suggested, like, well, what if there's a complication? What if something goes wrong? Why don't you at least just wait till summer? So then the pandemic happened. Uh, and I somehow was still able to get the Monday after Father's Day, which is the first day I had off from school. So I got the exact date I wanted for my surgery, even with the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, because we got everything. So we're coming up on a year, unless this airs in like end of June. And then in that case, I've already hit a year. So <laughs> let's say you hit a year, unless he deletes this, and then I've never hit this goal. So <laughs> yeah, um, so, so so that's awesome. So you're a year in. You've lost the weight we mentioned earlier. Um, I, I noticed you, I'll say this at first was the walking cause, um, it was something I did for a while. Yeah. I, I, and I saw what you did and I'll be honest, I, I have to cite my sources as a history teacher. Um, I saw you do it and in full disclosure, I was like, well, he's doing it. Why can't I do it? And it was one of those things that like, I started to do it. And after the first couple of days, cause I'd always set an ambitious goal of 15 K a day, but it'd be mm-hmm. like. Ah, if I hit it five out of seven days, like that's still good. And I need some rest. Then it would be like, oh, let me do this. And then next thing you know, I'm like, he, he did like 150 days in a row. That, that's really amazing. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Let, let me see how many days I can do it in a row. And it was funny because um, this is actually really great. Uh, or it's not, but we're going to tell it anyway. Um, <clears throat> so Fitbit only updated your streak on it in October. So all of a sudden I get the alert on my Fitbit. Uh, it's that Saturday that Halloween was. And I had gone out with uh, some family members for some social distance, like post trick-or-treating stuff because we didn't take the kids out trick-or-treating. We did like mm-hmm. a, hey, instead of torturing you by walking house to house and doing this whole COVID thing, we're going to buy 20 bucks of your favorite candy and just dump it on you, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a money heist, <laughs> which uh, was pretty awesome. It was a dream of mine as a kid. But anyway, <laughs> like at 10 o'clock at night, I'm watching scary movies. And the alert on my phone goes like, hey, you're at like day 63 of your uh, streak. And I was like, oh, I didn't hit it. And I have like 13,000 steps to do and it's 1030 at night. So I actually went out and where I live, there's a main street where there's all the bars and they were still having socially distance or not um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. So you see all these people walking out and like, you know, they're, they're uh, going out Halloween clothes. And then here I am in my pajamas and slippers, literally <laughs> 
walking up and down the street looking like another um you know like literally looking at my phone like okay good i just all right i hit 1500 i can turn around and go back and i just kind of said to myself this is going to be a non-negotiable and i Mm. hit 100 days and that was amazing and then i just hit 200 days and i was like i I guess i'm going to keep doing this and uh it's just been phenomenal to kind of see where this goes yeah so speaking of that um so i had 191 because I stopped my active streak. So it's funny too. You mentioned that it started around Halloween was when they gave you like the update with the streak. Cause yeah. like, I, I, I wish I had had that. Cause yeah. um, I, I, it wasn't something that was on Fitbit and I, I I'm having a love hate relationship, mostly hate relationship with my Fitbit lately. Cause I'm having trouble syncing. Um, yeah. But I had to, I had to get a brand new one, uh, yeah. but we'll talk off air. Yeah. <laughs> Fitbit. Yeah. Fit, Fitbit. Um, so something I wanted to do, this is not going to work well. Um, so I'm going to take off my background because, hey, that's what I actually look like. So I wanted to present this to you because this is a champion of steps. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not, How'd you get that? Not really steps. Just in my replica belt. That is a nice replica belt. Yeah, it's a winged eagle. I bought it years ago, but I have it. This is wrestling, but I have it signed by... Ric Flair. And, oh, that's awesome. And uh, Shawn Michaels. That is really amazing. Yeah, but my metaphor is because you're, you're the champ now. Because I now, gave up so on I get to I get the belt? What? Guys, you heard it here on Brett's podcast. He is giving me that belt. Well, I'll give you oh a belt. Oh my goodness, Brett. I I'll give you a belt. No, that one. It's I know how wrestling works. So I am so happy that you gave me that um it, it really means a lot and you know i i just i'll keep it in good health i'll make sure it's in all my posts you know you've heard it here first ladies and gentlemen brett is giving me an autographed rick flair belt for my step goals and fitbit is going to give us two new fitbits because they love us as well i'm sure they're listening yes um but but yeah because like doing that every day is not easy because there are days no. when you when you don't want to and there are days when <clears throat> it gets well especially like you know in the summer it's it's hot, hot as hell it rains it's it snows it's dark especially i stopped because it was getting dark and i was also just i my t- i just didn't have enough time for everything um and just wasn't as, and i was also going to the gym i also go to the gym like four days a week so yeah. i kind of pivoted to that more than just cardio but i mean everybody has different goals and stuff like that um so, so it was good because you mentioned that because um i have a treadmill in my basement because here, here's the fun thing Part of what helped me with dealing with my binging and my fast food cravings is my psychologist worked on every time you don't um, take a binge or you don't go to the drive-thru, mm-hmm. take $10, which was the average amount that I could justify spending. So I'd always figure out how to keep my order on $10. Take $10 and put it in like a safe keepings account. So I have a Boba Fett bank uh, and I would put the $10 in the Boba Fett bank. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do a 17-part Star Wars series as well. So this is going to be good. Um, but I put it in and then I was like, yeah, that's curious. After the pandemic happened, I wonder how much I have. And I had like $700. So I actually, yeah, I actually started my renovating in my home gym just based on, I wasn't going Wendy's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and that's that's amazing when you put it in that context, because how much of that was just wasted on junk that you didn't really need. Right. For junk that hurt us, you know, and it was crazy. Yeah, it it definitely, definitely does. Yeah. the crazier part then the treadmill broke around november 
-hmm. it was one of those where like I had been doing a little bit of treadmill work, but I was like, okay, I need to get this repaired. Um, so the repair person was like, oh, it's not coming in until like January. I'm like, that's not going to work for me. So I got like a private repair person outside of the warranty to get it. Um, and they were like, well, it's going to take like four days. And it was like the four days where it was like 20 degrees. Now. So I literally like dressed in 18 layers because I said, no, I'm not losing this based on weather. But, mm -hmm. you know, and then I spent the entire uh, winter just on the treadmill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I, I hate treadmills. Like with a yeah, passion. they're they're torturous. They're torturous. Um, I, I have to go. So I actually I put a TV in front of mine, <laughs> and so I would ha I would watch literally a movie every day on the treadmill to get my step goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I um so I I use them at the gym uh, for five minutes as a warm up to get my heart rate yeah. up. Yeah. And even that, I'm just like, get me off this goddamn treadmill. Um, oh yeah, because you sit on you sit on the treadmill and it's like okay, five minutes. All right, that's two, two and a half sessions I got to do, or five one minute sessions. Yeah. Okay, one minute's done. Okay, we have four minutes mm -hmm. left. You're literally just counting down. And I, yeah. I always have the debate with people what's the worst uh, TV selection, treadmill at the gym or airplane? It's literally like television for what nobody wants anymore. So it's like, yeah. hey, here's CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and like Pogs, a documentary on Pogs. So, so, Again, a lot of times i'll play like um pogs jesus um a lot of times i'll play youtube videos when i'm on it to kind of watch yeah because i'll put you know the like, tremolos my gym have like the two cup holder i call them cup holder yeah. sides i'll put my phone in one of them and i'll just have it on like portrait mode but i can still see it but even yeah. that i'm just like god i want to get off this thing <laughs> um i want to be one of those older dudes who has the ipad on the treadmill because uh, i do my, that I one of my buddies does that like oh yeah i do it at home and it's like i have it plugged in so i'll literally be playing a game on my ipad while still watching the tv and i still don't enjoy the treadmill time yeah but like yeah. i always see those dudes at the gym and i'm just like wow that that's a there is no shame in that game <laughs> that you have that set up yeah, yeah but, but but yeah like i'll walk around outside for like three hours and it's no big deal yeah because it's beautiful yeah you get outside and it's nice and it's easy yeah um so as as you were so after your surgery, um, I, I I know that usually people that have the surgery, different versions of surgeries, they plateau for like a week or so. You know, after their few weeks of being on the um, reduced intake, yeah. let's say. Yeah. So so did you have any like prolonged plateaus or just like short ones? So so for me it was so the first two weeks it's all liquid diet and you really can't eat anything like it's just clear liquid so it's mm -hmm. literally bone broth and water is all you're getting um so for me like you the weight just fell off at that point which it obviously will you then go to purees for like two weeks um which is essentially baby food level and then you slowly work up uh the first four months it's one of those where um you lose like five pounds a week for some people. Like I was losing five pounds a week because I was getting stir crazy in the summertime. Still mm -hmm. had to like walk and move around and get out of my house. Uh, so it was one of those where I made a mistake of like, I could eat a Whopper and I could still lose like three pounds in a day while still eating a Whopper. So it was one of those where like, I got naturally to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's a terrible thing. Do not do this at home people. Um, but it was one of those things where for a while I kind of got off like checking every single one of my calories because uh, I was still losing weight and working out. It wasn't that big of a deal. And then uh, around January, I hit a stall 
and just could not get the weight up. Like I would dance up, like I would lose three pounds, gain four, lose two pounds, gain one, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I just was spinning my wheels and, you know, every other time in my weight loss journey, when that happens, I would just be like, okay, well, I guess this is my new weight. Let's hang the mission accomplished sign. Uh, and this is, this is my new weight. And the thing I would always do whenever I hit a weight before I would stop working out and go back to eating cheeseburgers every day. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things that like, you do the worst thing for you. You stop the exercise and you start introducing all that terrible food for you again. And then next thing you know, you have no idea why you gained all the weight back in the two months that took you six months to lose. So the thing I didn't do this time is I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay the course. I'm going to keep working. And now it comes down to like on a good week, I'll lose maybe really now it's a month. I have to look at it at a month stance. And if I can lose three to four pounds a month right now, that's, that's a great month for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Cause I know for me, I, I've had plateau, plateaus just like that, what you were mentioning, like the yo-yo of like up three, down four, up two, down three uh, or whatever yeah. version of it is. And um like I had gone through that uh, last fall after I hit after I hit the 200 and was had been on finally did the first podcast I did and then I like it was uh, December so it's just like I got I've hit that in like late August December I was still like right around that same number because I just kept going back and forth and like not that it was for a lack lack of effort or trying it just was. I, I think uh, over the summer I had really messed up my uh, body's systems, let's say, because I, I, the way I was dieting and I didn't do like, so I needed to basically reverse it and, and then get back on track with it, with an, like I do carb cycling now, but everybody has something different, but I, I didn't so, realize. So you what say I that and I, I literally know nothing about, it. you just kind of walk me about through a little carb bit of cycling. That. Yeah, I know nothing. Okay, so you basically eat pretty low carb throughout the week. So for instance, um, like right now I'm doing uh, this week. So I, I intermittent fast as well. So I don't usually eat breakfast. I, I have a, I have a pro, I have a shake I make, which is like for some kind of fruit, like blueberries or banana protein powder, powder, peanut butter, and um, ice and almond milk. And that's like, if, if I go to the gym before work, cause if I do that, I'm going to be, my body will need something after working out otherwise i don't eat until noon and then i have lunch which is um like right now is like i have like a chicken sausage sandwich so i have like a hoagie roll two sausages and then like a bag of uh like frozen broccoli or something so that's like my lunch then i have like a snack meal which is um uh yogurt with like powdered peanut butter and protein powder and uh some uh Oreos or not Oreos, Jesus, <laughs> some Cheerios, like um, subliminally coming right back in <laughs> some, um, they're, they're like, uh, the Oat Crunch Cheerios. So I guess I have more fiber. Um, and then for dinner, I have like, uh, uh chicken skewers. And then yeah. as a late night snack, I have a power bar protein bar. If, if I nice. feel like, if I feel like it, so that's like my day, right. That's like Monday through Friday. And then Saturday I have one. So I had one uh, high carb meal, which was up to like a hundred carbs. And then Sunday I have one high carb meal, which is up to hundred carbs. Everything else stays the same. And then, um, and sometimes I'll have, like, I'll switch out. Like I said, having like the skewers, I'll go, we'll go out to eat or something. And I'll have like 
chicken and vegetable, something like that, some kind of protein, some kind of vegetable, not, but not like a starchy one, like potato. Um, and then, so I do that carb, I have the high carb meals on the weekend. And then I think it, the idea is it shocks your body into think, so it doesn't stay with like the one, uh, yeah. so, so you're constantly changing like what your body's getting and yeah. then, and then it, it keeps going with the loss instead of trying to store it. Um, I work with a nutritionist who has me on this plan. So that's why I do it, um, the way I've been doing it. And it's, it's worked. I've lost about 50 pounds since um, January. That's great. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's, it's worked well. Um, some, but then sometimes like I, I go, like all of us, um, I feel. That's a, that's a 10 pound loss a month, Brett. That's very good. Oh yeah, you can I know. say it's worked great. Oh yeah, yeah, it has. Um, and then, and then sometimes you go off the rails a little bit and then you have a month like I had last month where I, um, I think I, I gained or I lost, but it was like very little. Um, and you know, it can be, some people would say it's, oh, it's a setback or it's a time to like pack it in. And it's just one of those things where, no, it's just, it's just how it is. Cause I'm, I know, I know that I'll go back, get back on track. And some people are like, well, you know, why can't you lose it in two years? Like all your weight, like, why couldn't you lose it in two yeah. years? And I always say, well, cause I need to do something sustainable. And sometimes I just want, so like, so often people will ask me like what I think of like the quest version of a Reese's cup or the Justin's version of Reese's cup. And I'm like, if you want a Reese's cup, just have a fucking Reese's cup. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I, and I use the F word, but whatever. Um, but no, you know, you're good. But it's my show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you kind of get to set the rules on that. And I already yeah. broke the rule first. So. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's something where, you know, if, if I want something like that, I'm just going to have it because if I don't have it, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to want it. And I've, yeah. and I've tried the, the alternatives and they're not very good. Like for me. Yeah. It's all about texture. Me, me and Gourmet talked about this on the on the second episode of the show. We talked about it for like five, at least five minutes of the differences. So we're going to go for a solid 10 on why I feel it is fine to do a solid substitute-based meal. So, uh, no, like for me, like it's one of those, uh, like I'll do Quest Pizza on a Friday night. It is not the yeah. same as the pizza that my wife makes homemade for mm -hmm. them and the kids. But for me, it psychologically hits yeah. I am having pizza on a Friday night. Yeah, okay, I'm, so, I'm totally with you on that. I, I, I've done yeah, the but, quest and I, I, I found this one at Target that was a buffalo chicken on a cauliflower crust that was very similar. Yeah, we, we've already discussed that. It freaks me out. Like just the cauliflower be cauliflower. We got we to gotta stop like making it be everything. <laughs> yeah. The cauliflower probably paid thousands of dollars, millions even, just to make sure that we all, big, did big you see this hoagie roll? It's all cauliflower. Yeah. Oh yeah. You watch. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So Those two chicken sausages you're having in lunch, it's cauliflower, man. It's all in there. <laughs> Tastes just the same. And it doesn't, it never does. No, no. But, but I, I will say I've had cauliflower pizza a few times and I, I, I think it's fine. Cause it's just the base. It's fine. Compared to like Ilios or like compared to like good pizza, like compared you come to in Ilios. Italy and I take... compared to yeah. Ilios. I mean, exactly. Quest, Quest pizza is not good pizza either. I mean, <laughs> compared to Ilios, I'll take Quest. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yes, you will. Don't don't even make that. Thing. I haven't had. El I mean, we're the same age, but I haven't had Elios in like. Wait, where do you have kids? You get to have all yeah. the greatest hits back. Elios, <laughs> Dino Nuggets. Dino Nuggets. Nothing, right. nothing better than a late night when the kids go to bed and they're like, "Where some, did all your some, Dino How about some Dunkaroos? I saw. No, I back. don't even think they have them anymore. They're do back. they have Dunkaroos? Yeah, I saw, they are. I was at a. I was at a Wawa and they had them. Here, so the, the, this shows this shows how terrible of a human being I am. Some ways, is I was having a discussion with my wife, 
And I was like, you know, it'd be great if they just sold the Dunkaroos frosting without the cookies. Because let's be honest, the cookie is literally you try to shovel as much on as possible. She's like, they do. It's called yeah. frosting. <laughs> and it was one of those where I was like, yeah, that is a terrible move. And then I kind of did the, so can I just buy like a thing of frosting? And she's like, no, that's that's horrible for you. But like my my, my, my favorite thing, and it's something I'm going to have at some point is um, I came across this cookie dough last year, edible co- cookie dough from this. It's like no, no baked. Yeah, and it's just like it's it tastes like it would if you took the cookie dough right after you're making it in the cookie in the um, mixing bowl. It's so good. I don't get it because I know what'll happen. Um, Yeah. Oh, it's one of those. But but it's it's one of these things. So uh, that I I want it for something. Like at some point I'm gonna have it again because it just tastes amazing. Um, But it's also like, is it really something I I need? It's not something I need, but it's kind of um, something I heard on another podcast was, you know, is it like, you know, so often when we say we, some, something that isn't on our plan or isn't something that we would, should eat, we'll say you can't have it. And it's more of a, cause and that kind of, you, you kind of you negating can yourself. Have it, just don't have 57 well, Reese cups. Like, well, well, yeah. And, 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 but I think that they can't have it too is, and this is what was mentioned on this other podcast was, you know, when, when you say can't have it versus saying, I don't want it. Because if you say you don't want it, you're not like saying it's impossible for you to have. Because as soon as you say can't, like you're going to want it. Yeah. Well, I, I will say uh, for anyone looking to read a book uh, in this new age, um, one of the things that really helped me was weight loss surgery does not cure your food addiction. And I realized like, you know, I, I'm a kid who ate a bagel over a toilet. I have a food addiction. Like, let, let's just call it what it is. Um, that didn't bagel. go Exactly. Yeah. Nothing like a toilet bagel from South Jersey that uh, really captures all the moisture. Um, but anyway, no, it's one of those things that like, I still love food. I'm always going to love food. My trick now is, you know, like, yes, I'm going to have one Reese's egg. I'm not going to buy the 24 pack mm-hmm. and then not know why they're all gone before Easter. Cause that used to happen. I, I will say the day after Easter is always nice for that. Cause. Oh, I would justify that too. <laughs> trust me. There was always, there was three purchases of Reese's eggs during the Easter season. There was the, Hey, we should get these early before they jack the prices up. And those never lasted. Then there were the, hey, these got to last for the kids, but I'm going to eat them all out of their basket on Easter day. And then there was the, no, 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 kids, I'm going to get you more Easter candy on Easter Monday. And then I would buy and eat theirs too. So it's a nasty thing where I think my kids now, like they don't even like Reese's Cups because they're like, well, we never get them. And when we do, (laughs) it's just you hovering over us while we like chew it. So you can vicariously live through their their enjoyment of it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so yeah. I usually have a couple each each Easter. I, I always like the egg over any other incarnations they make. Um, I, I think it's just a mental thing, honestly. But um, usually, I I used to get like multiple of the packs because you know the I'd get the six pack or the or a bunch of the two pack ones that would yeah. last. I'd have them in the fridge for like weeks. Good for you. Nothing <laughs> survives. Uh... For me, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, they, they, they get like twelve packs of them, so it was a lot of them. So they, they last for a while. Um, but now I have like one or two of uh, the two packs throughout the entire spring, right? Instead of having like twenty four, yeah, um, so, which is a lot better. And you know, you kind of just get, it's it's more about that moderation because you don't need it all the time and you don't need it constantly. But every now and then, when I get that craving, I substitute and I, I do the same thing with my with my meals. Like if I I used to have like a big, I know we keep talking about food, um, but 
I, I, I've always like been a pretzels. Like I, pretzels are like, were like my number one snack as a kid. So well, we like, live in a good area, and it doesn't yeah, help that like, yeah. you know, for the for those of you not in Philadelphia, we do a soft pretzel, which is phenomenal, and somehow we only charge like thirty two cents for one of them. Mm-hmm. So you get a warm, hot, fresh pretzel for like thirty two cents. Yeah, and, 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 and well, the ones I'm talking about are, are more the hard pretzels, but um, that, uh, okay, the but never mind, also... and we can edit that out. <laughs> no, um, soft pretzels I also like a lot. Um, there was a bakery in my hometown that made these amazing soft pretzels. They they closed down a few years ago, but I would even go back and get them. And even like I don't know, three years ago when I last had them, I guess they were still like forty cents a pretzel or something yeah. like that. And it and it which is insane because like I I could buy nine pretzels for the same price as one Annie Ann's pretzel. Exactly. And so I'm like, so, oh, I'll get nine pretzels. <laughs> so, you know, you have a South Philly pretzel company is like now the franchise chain of all them. And uh, they're literally on every street corner. Like where I go to walk, I have to walk by the pretzel. Factory. The, the uh, Philly pretzel factory. Yeah, It's like now it's like a franchise chain. So like there's a whole bunch of them, but like yeah. the original ones in South Philly are amazing. But like every now and then I'll treat my kids to it after school. And they're like, well, one pretzel is a buck fifty, but two dozen are three dollars. And my my inherent cheapness is like, yeah, absolutely, three dozen for three bucks. Who wouldn't get that? And then I realized, like, I ate twenty seven pretzels in two days. Yeah, and and, and that's a problem. And one of those pretzels is like three hundred calories. No, yeah. Okay, and the worst I, part is I, the pretzel. The pretzel it. only lasts. Yeah, and the pretzel only lasts for like one day because it's so soft and amazing the first day. The second day, it becomes this rock hard thing that you could throw at a window and break it. <laughs> yeah um yeah so they, they have the philly pretzel factory down here there's a few of them and yeah. occasionally i'll go but so often i go and then like all i want is like a hot pretzel and yeah. and of course it's never hot and it, they got to do like what krispy kreme does where they have the hot light in the window because <laughs> there's been times where like i feel bad i'll tell my kids we're going to get the pretzels and then we go in and i'm like are these warm and they're like no and i'm like all right kids pack it up they look at me like i just like i just ran over the easter bunny yeah but uh yeah so, so 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 yeah so so pretzels are like my were always my go-to snack um because and i i i sometimes i have a craving for them and i'll i'll just go to the local like even one other sometimes i get work and i'll go and i'll just replace like my snack meal with them like i'll get like a bag of like it's like 300 calories and i'll replace it and it's fine and it's because you know if i don't have it i'm gonna like keep craving it till i have it and drive myself insane um, that was that was one of the problems it's like we just had teacher appreciation week so we yeah. got a crate of pretzels that were free and again it comes down to my cheapness of they're like oh here have as many pretzels as you want and i eat two like super fast and my stomach cannot handle two pretzels at this point so it was literally like i almost collapsed with like a rock hard stomach and was pretty much like oh why did i do this and it's like my old self just kicked in i'm like hey free pretzels eat as many as you possibly can consume because you know you'll never get a pretzel yeah yeah for sure and it's, it's so easy to get down that like especially like once you start seeing it and you're like and all of a sudden the bag's gone and i'm like great <laughs> or, or or like half of your what the gift you got right for teacher appreciation week half of it's gone yeah. and you're like okay yeah. um so speaking of <clears throat> we'll go back to the weight loss um so throughout your journey what um have you had any like uh side effects of the weight loss um so some of the things that i list in these are like physical changes and non-physical changes so physical will be like yeah. you know lose height lose shoe size because that happens um and then the non-physical are like you know you lose people that were in your life because you're 
habits and your routines changed or you gained people. And a uh, big one of that is you gained the uh, Instagram community of weight loss. I gained you, Brett. You did gain me. It's you, buddy. <laughs> it's me. And then, uh, and, and then also things like confidence. Um, I'm just curious if you had any of those, uh, I call them side effects. Oh. There might be a better phrase, but. Side effects that. makes it sound like I grew a third arm. Out of yeah, I know. Um, so we, we may want to work on change that to like, what, what are some of the things that you, you've enjoyed along this process? Um, one of the things I struggled with is I didn't realize how much of my relationship I had with people surrounded around food and alcohol. So it was one of those things of, you know, looking at my friends, we would go out, you know, on the weekends and do everything. And it's been one of those where I'm like, guys, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just, I physically can't do it. And I was worried about it, but uh, we've started to play pickleball on Sunday mornings. Um, we'll go for walks. Uh, my friends are amazing. Um, I've got my one friend, Jared. He, uh, he's one of those guys who just wakes up 5 a.m. every day naturally. Um, yeah, I know. It's never going to be me. Um, but he's one of those guys. He texts me every morning just to tell me, like, get up. It's another day. You just got to get your grind on. That's like, awesome. I'm, oh, my God. It's amazing. Um, you know, so, I got so, my... so real quick, what is pickleball for people that might not know? Oh, pickleball is like tennis is like, so uh, tennis is to Sylvester Stallone as pickleball is to Frank Stallone. It's like the lesser, not as popular mm. cousin. And, and, and for all of you who know who and, Frank Stallone is, th this this analogy is totally explaining pickleball. And, 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 and we can tell that you're a teacher because you just used a... Yes, I used an SAT prep <laughs> still for you. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine the viewership loving this one, but... um. It's like a smaller tennis court and you use like a paddle as opposed to a racket. And, um, you know, it's like a, a neon ball, but it's, it's still a lot of movement, uh, mm -hmm. but it's not as much movement as tennis. And you can, it's just like tennis. You can play singles, doubles. Okay. So uh, my brother, Mike, actually got me into it with his friends. And he had a whole community. And it, it's kind of like the Instagram community where they're always looking for more people. Uh, they're always happy with you. Like it's a happy place where no one gets mad at you except my brother. Uh, <laughs> My brother's super competitive, but he's super loving. Um, when Mike hears this, he's going to be like, why did you tell them that I, I yell at you? It's like, it's out of love. But like, he's also that guy who's like, you're playing with me on the weekend and I'm teaching you how to serve properly because if you hit a serve out one more time, I'm going to hurt you. Um, but no, it, it's one of those that, um, you know, it's just a great sport. You can get about 10,000 steps in playing for like an hour and a half and you'll burn calories nonstop. Mm -hmm. But uh, imagine just a smaller tennis court, but not as many walls as racket. Yeah. So, 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 so as soon as I hear pickle, I just shiver. Uh, oh, I forgot. You have a thing about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so we're gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you pickleball the next time okay, I see okay. you. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sh shout out to my pickle loving friends who know I'd hate them. <laughs> um, also, you, you want to know a fun part? So you want to talk about creepy searching of the internet? Do you want to know what the main app for pickleball is? No. I mean, pickle what play. is it? What it's is called it? pickle play. Pickle, pickle play. play like you want to talk about like who sat down and said you know we need an app with the creepiest name imaginable for a community that doesn't really use apps because you go to these courts and it's like white man can't jump where you'll see these like 60 year olds doing this uncle drew thing where they're playing and they'll be like oh come on like you hop on like you put your racket on the ball and you're the next up mm -hmm. so you know i'm like okay well i'm not 90 i should be able to play with them and they can hit it in perfect spots that you can only return it in spots and they come right back and hit it again but um, wow. no, it's amazing. We're we're gonna play pickleball the next time I see you. All right, uh, we're gonna, I, I, we're gonna I'm, find I'm, a court. I'm on game pickle for play. it. As long as you have an Download extra paddle or whatever it's yes. called. 
Okay. I'll give you an extra paddle. We'll be good. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so, uh, as far as health goals, like uh, I kind of like to ask, like, what do you have any health goals this year? Like it could be like, um, obviously you've lost a lot of weight already. So maybe it's like uh, some events, like a tough mutter or something like that. No. Or like that. No. Um, so I'm having like a summer of Rob, uh, my goal is I'm gonna, I, I've been mapping out like my workouts and I've been mapping out my diet for the entire summer. And the doctor originally put me at, because I'm 5'11", my ideal weight would be 180 pounds and I wouldn't be overweight. I'd be normally sized. Mm -hmm. So I'm really going to commit, I'm going to commit the next like three, four months to Labor Day to trying to hit that number. And I've come to terms with whatever number I hit. If I hit 180, I'm happy. If I don't hit 180, I'm happy as well. That's going to be like my cruising weight, whatever I hit, where I stay within 10 pounds of wherever my goal is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I look at it as right now, I'm, I'm happier that I'm taking my kids to the park. I'm running around with them. I'm going for walks with my friends and family. Like that, those are my goals. It's and, just to and, continue and, to build my relationships. And walks with people you never met before too. Exactly. I walked with you like two weeks ago and I was like, yeah. wow, the internet does exist. And I met people. <laughs> it's it's, it's like real like, people. This is weird. It's weird because they would ask me questions. I would ask them questions. Like I've never met you before, but I kind of know more about you than I know of other people. And yeah, it's interesting because like you, you hear of all the creepers on the internet and it turned out everyone was kind of normal. Meanwhile, yeah. everyone else is like that Rob guy is not coming back. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was an interesting thing because there were six of us and I was the only one that didn't have surgery. <laughs> or didn't yeah, have the weight hey, loss surgery, which, which was yeah and i mean everybody has their own journey so uh but, yeah. but it, it, was, it was just kind of like at some point i realized it i was like that's kind of interesting um but you it, know it's, what? Like, it, it's just to talk on that too though brett is one of the things that's tough for me is when you go to support group it's like 95 percent women and shout out to the ladies like you're you're doing a great job and it's awesome but you know sometimes i just kind of want to talk to a dude so it's yeah. kind of nice when you talk dude stuff you know with other people and it, it was nice we got the yeah. fellas out there yeah and, and and we had some good conversations that we'll never talk about yeah exactly um so uh one thing i like to uh, kind of get towards the end of the podcast on is a hobby or interest of yours that is not related to weight loss because so many of us like we listen to podcasts about weight loss and then we don't know anything about the person other than weight loss so I was, I, I left it up to you and you can tell me now what you want to talk about. So uh, tell you what, as a teacher, I'm going to give you options so you can have voice and choice in your of lesson course. Um, of how you want to go through your educational journey of learning with me, Brett. So option one is going to be my love of the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid and why I think Howie Roseman is a good GM, but Andy Reid's the best coach we ever had. Option two is everything I enjoy about the Star Wars cinematic universe. And option three is the Marvel cinematic universe. So I'm going to save the football one because I think we should have you back to closer football season. I think it's a 17-part series, people. So I will have five of these just solely on football. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go with the Star Wars because I just talked to the Marvel one with uh, Gormy a few weeks ago. Oh, so I'm getting second fiddle on that. But see, this is why we give voice and choice because you would have been tired doing the same thing over and over again. So this invigorates you to talk about something else. Yeah, it depends on which Star Wars movie we're talking about. So Star Wars Day was May 5th or May 4th. 4th. This is why I'm terrible on dates. Uh, honestly, Star Wars Day is really May 25th, 
which is the anniversary of the first movie coming out. But we'll go with it. Womp womp. We'll, we'll go with the Disney made up holiday. No, let's exactly. They they own the rest of our lives, so let's let's let them <laughs> make our decision. Um, favorite Star Wars movie? Empire. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Uh, it's New Hope or Return of the Jedi. Oh, really? See, I, I just, I, I have this conversation so, often, and Return of the Jedi just so much of it has been ruined for me over between the Ewoks and then between um, this because it's the only version you can get in HD, the special editions that have the stupid opening song thing that goes on. Closing uh, song, you mean? The what's what was it? Oh, Je- that Jedi extra Rocks. song in Rock. The Jedi yeah, Rock. opening song in Jabba's Palace. Where yeah, it's like, hey, here's an extra thirty minutes. Of just video kills me. Needs to watch. Um, and, and I mean, I like most of. So I like most of that sequence. Otherwise, and then I, although Boba Fett gets taken out like a chump, although he's not dead. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. Um, this may air in three years, so you know yeah. there he might be. <laughs> you don't know. And then I also like um, the end, the throne room stuff and the space battle. That's good. But it's all the stuff on Endor that just doesn't work for me over time. Like I've that's gone down a little bit for me. Um, my, my my hot take is that the Last Jedi is in my top three. Wow. Uh, which is wow. and this, gets... this is it's been a great time talking to you. Uh, my Wi-Fi is going out. <laughs> so so here's my deal: the, the Star Wars are a war amongst the stars. So I want to see ships fighting and shooting. Like yeah. it, it's like here's Star Top Gun in space is what I enjoy about. Yeah. Empire doesn't have that scene. And I get it. It's probably the best of the three movies, but uh, you know, that's yeah, just I, my take. I think Empire has the most coherent all three acts work the best together compared to the other ones. Jedi has some which, Jedi has which the better Luke space and Leia battle. kiss is your favorite one. <laughs> the second one. Okay. I find it awkward because you watch the end of Empire too, and like he weirdly puts his hand like around the lower part of her back. And it's like, I, I don't know if you know that's your sister yet or not, but it's also like you're, you're using a robot hand to do it, so. Yeah, um, so I also, uh, I, I, I'm assuming you did the same thing. So, cause we were too young to see it in theaters when they came yes. out originally. And I went and saw the special edition and like the first, when they brought them out in like 97. Of course. And I loved it then. Cause I was like, whatever, it's Star Wars. I don't care. <laughs> um, and then like slowly the whole Boba Fett showing up in A New Hope also bugs me. Um, and also the Jabba scene in A New Hope bugs me because I'm like, you don't need that. Um, sure, it but, doesn't make it bad. I, I will say- in, oh, it, it, the it doesn't take away from it. I, I, I just don't like, it. Just, I just said, it just bugs me. Um, but it's actually- I will say that a lot of the special edition that they did write was the cleanup of, like, because it's just better. It looks better, a lot of it. Yeah. The, the ending of Jedi with all the like CGI t- uh, planets and stuff was a little bit much. So, so here's my problem. And, uh, you know, we're going to go over this. So literally the second Death Star blows up, right? Yeah. So does everyone break out into a party as soon as they find out about that? Or is that supposed to be like five years later? Because here's my problem. If it's right after they're tearing down the Emperor Palpatine statue of Coruscant. There's still like a massive army and everything there. Like, why aren't they shooting? You know, you're telling me the Galactic Empire isn't like shooting the people who are looting Coruscant? Yeah. Also, also, how many light years away is Endor from Coruscant? I think mm-hmm. you learn. I think it travels quick, though. It's like the internet. It, 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 it's, it travels at the speed of plot. That's what it travels at. Yeah. Um, also, also, is the internet good or bad in Star Wars? Because you see, like, 
you know, in the new prequels, it's like, oh, we can do these telecommunications. And, uh, you know, it's like crystal clear HD and you can see everyone through it. And then you go in like Empire, it's like, oh, by the way, we're in an asteroid field. We, we can't get a connection to the Emperor. Like we got to move it up out of range of the asteroids. I mean, that, that's what happens when a dictatorship takes over. Yeah, telecommunications go down. Um, it's rough. So for Star Wars, I'm curious, the sequel trilogy, did you... When, when you went back to see, I'm sure you saw it in the theater, right? The of course. One, at least The Force Awakens. Um, no, I see back, all of them. It, uh, here's the beauty of me is I enjoyed them all so much, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I'm a George Lucas, Disney, take my money. You could make a whole Jar Jar Binks like special like CGI world and I'll watch it. I might not tell everyone right away I'm watching it, but I'm watching it and yeah. I'm probably going to like it. So. So, the, um, so Force Awakens, when I saw that, I remember... So I worked in the movie theater for a while and I worked there when, you know, I saw, uh, I worked there for Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and Revenge of the Sith. I was actually both. I was a projectionist at that point or manager. And so I actually saw them early. Oh, nice. Because you'd have to get the print in the day before and build it up and then you have to quality check it, which of course you have to quality check it. That's convenient. Um, And and a bunch of your friends get invited to watch it too. Uh, (laughs) But um, I remember it's a funny so this is a funny side story um when i was so the day it was opening like we were having our midnight show that wednesday or whatever it was um so i i opened the box office and like I, we have a line of people outside want, ready to buy tickets because it was yeah. at the time it was same day sales only right well yeah back, back in the olden days yeah. people, you <laughs> would you would sit out like a homeless man in front of a theater for three days and totally <laughs> yeah. not understand why your job fired you you know but so um so i saw them out there and it was like a and i was just like there was like a line it was like 12 people so i was like "Eh, i'll just sell the tickets i opened a little early to sell them the tickets and the guy gets up there and he's like super nerd right he's got like his lightsaber he's got his robe he's like all right but nowadays everyone does that and it's socially acceptable like back then you it would be like get away from me freak well we'd see him we always saw him for midnight shows but it was it was still weird but uh so it's like not it's like 9 30 in the morning 10 o'clock in the morning and i saw him and he's like it's like yes i'm gonna be i'm the first person in this theater that's gonna see star wars i said you and 400 others and i said it and and then i threw out i said and by the way i saw it last night Oh, you, you you like completely trolled him. That's just mean, Brett. I, I I did. It was it was mean, but it, it mean dude. It, it, it felt good though. <laughs> Coming from um, a guy who eats all of his kids' Easter candy before Easter. Yeah. Um. So, so with the sequel trilogy. So when I went back and I watched, I obviously did not see the. I did not see it the day before. I saw the first show that night that they had, and I remember watching it and like the minute like the Star Wars music hit because it had been you know ten years between yeah. the movies um and i kind of got like that goosebump moment where i just loved everything i was watching. like i just was oh, all yeah in. it's I your was all in, right yeah so it's all in and i was sitting there and i was loving it and um force awakens i still think is decent um at the time i thought it was really good um and then the last jedi i i like a lot um i i know people don't like it and i feel like it's mostly because they don't like what luke skywalker is in that movie um, there are moments that are stupid the milk scene the canto bite and then if we have to talk about the last one um i i hate that movie because i mean I if you're just going to gloss over the fact that like luke pretty much drinks from the teat of like this weird alien thing and 
it was because uh, here's the beauty of that is for a scene like that to get made there had to be some sort of budgeting meeting and they're like all right what do you need i need something that looks like a blue flamingo uh, like a blue 600 pound flamingo yeah. um and i need to have massive nipples coming out of its stomach and i need i need mark hamill to suck from one to uh drink what's that gonna cost a uh, quarter million dollars of cgi okay yeah let's make it happen like someone yeah. had to have that conversation discussion and like you'd think you'd be like you know what maybe we cut that out yeah that 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 always is jarring um i just i just overall like the the story um and uh, oh i also hate carrie poppins in it when she's floating through space like she's got an yeah. um, umbrella <laughs> they also killed admiral akbar so it's like you guys are dead to me anyway give him a noble death let him ram the ship into the into the other ships like he, oh, yeah, he pretty yeah, much goes yeah. out like a punk he did he was old it was his, it was his time to expire then give him a peaceful death show him show him passing on in his later years on his fish land of mon calamari like give, give him a peaceful death <laughs> yeah um so what, what also what, by the way he's like 60 in that like at 60 you think he just retired like he's got a pension in the new republic <laughs> he's got like a pension. Just retire, man. You, you don't need to be flying and fighting ships. In the New Republic, isn't it the first, the new uh, first order? Well, no, that's the bad guy. So it's the yeah. resistance. But what are they resisting if they used to be part of the government? That's a good question. That's never been explained. And this is why I do all my work out of my basement. <laughs> all right. Well, um, oh, real quick. So, what is since we went with favorite? What what's your least favorite? I don't know. I, I like them all. I guess Phantom Menace is the easy answer mm, to give. Like yeah. it's, you don't really need any of it. So, so mine would be, um, I, I'm not counting the animated Clone Wars movie because that's awful. But um, well, that's now. But the rest of that series is absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I go with Attack of the Clones. Um, really? Until the, until the battle on Geonosis, I think that movie is, is atrocious. Um, I, I couldn't. I can't stand it. I recently I rewatched them last year, and I was yeah, it was the toughest. I've come to appreciate Phantom Menace more and more, even though What's Jar Jar. What's the more awkward sexual tension for you, Luke and Leia, or Anakin creeping on Padme Amidala, who's ten years old? Um, this the latter because at least Luke and Leia didn't realize it. Got it. So it's unknown incest as opposed to uh, just the awkwardness of he's really pushing his agenda on her, and she really wants no business. Like there's yeah. three scenes in Tag of the Clones where she's kind of like, look, I see you as a child. Please stop like awkwardly standing so close to me. Yeah. And, and, and then later she has, she, you know, he's breaking her heart. Yeah. <laughs> and she has the worst yeah, it, death it, scene in the history of cinema. Yeah. So she yeah. actually makes me root for her to be gone. It, it's sad. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's amazing. All right. So enough Star Wars talk for today. Um, I feel like we covered a lot there and we unbox a lot and, and, and i didn't have to even talk about the last movie i hated so um the last bit of the podcast i like to do a segment called brett's corner where i ask you five questions that are yes varied um so number one what is one movie tv show event sporting event physical event anything that you're most excited for in the coming year I guess that Loki series premiere looks pretty good. I don't know what comes out anymore because they push it back and they change it with COVID and everything. So like Loki looks good. I want to see the new Top Gun if that ever gets released. There's new James Bond that might never get released. 
you know, there's a lot of stuff they say they have. So I guess uh, whenever I get that, I'm good. Yeah, uh, all, all three. Oh, Bond and Loki, I'm definitely all in on because Loki looks amazing from the trailers and it looks different. Like that's what I yeah. I love about the well, one of the other Marvel shows so far. Um, so second question, what are two non-health related goals you have for the next year? I don't know. So, so much of it is health related for me. You know, one of the statistics that like keeps me up at night is for weight loss surgery patients. Um, you have a 50% chance of regain, uh, in your first two years. And that number only goes down to less than 10% after seven years. Mm -hmm. So like for me, it's the next seven years, I'm kind of taking the approach of like my health and my fitness are my two top priorities. Um, really, I guess it's just spend more time with my wife and kids be more present. Uh, talking to them, it was weird how many things I said I would never do because I was big, but I would make bullshit excuses for. So it's kind of one of those, like, um, I always said I hated amusement parks, but in reality it was, I couldn't fit on any of the rides. So, yeah, okay. you know, so it's stuff like that. That's, 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 those are health related goals or non health. Yeah, so they are. So, so I, I didn't really answer your question, but we'll keep it pushing. Yeah. Uh, so number three, uh, if someone came to you, say they're lacking motivation, inspiration or whatever to stay consistent with their goals, what are three pieces of advice you'd give them? Just keep going. Uh, and then I guess in true fashion, just keep going and then just keep going. <laughs> um, no, it, it's just don't quit. Like it's tough. I mean, every other time that it hasn't worked for me, it's because I quit at some. Mm -hmm. and it's either because I'm doing a program that's not sustainable uh, and that's important is to figure out can you do this for your lifestyle like I don't know if I can hit 15k a day for the rest of my life so maybe I do have a goal for that and I'll come back and after it's done I'll do that it, yeah. it's you know hey, it's, hey, it's hey, like, what like, can you do sustainable yeah yeah definitely and like Rocky said qu quitters never went and quit and ain't you yeah yeah deep philosophical <laughs> thought right there <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I guess I, I speak it a little bit better than he does in the movies. Uh, yes. so, all right. Question number four, what have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most? You ever seen the movie office space? Yeah. So you, I was hoping you'd give more of like, Oh yeah, it's a good movie. You know, I, I really, Oh, 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 oh you, so, you, you want more? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Here I'll give you, um, I think it's, it's okay because it's got some great scenes that everybody knows, but then beyond that, it's not a very good movie. I'll take the counterpoint of, I love that movie and every little thing in that movie is magic. Um, but you know how the whole plot is he gets hypnotized and he just doesn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's kind of how I feel. Like there's so many times where I'm like, that doesn't really work for me. So I'm not going to do it. Or, you know what? I don't feel like going and doing that thing. So I'm staying home or, you know, I've just, I have more confidence in just being myself and being able to do what I want to do. Okay. That's cool. That was a lot of work on a movie you didn't really like to maybe just give you a 10 second answer. So it's no, okay. No, no, no. I mean, I, I just, the movie overall, I just never really, I don't know. It, it, it's got, it's got, it's got such memorable scenes though. So I like it. Part 14 will just be me and you arguing about movies. <laughs> oh, trust me. I could for days. All right. Uh, last question. It's, uh, if in 150 years, science fails to save us and all that is left is a book of your, about your life, what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about Rob? 
could you just send me an email of all that you need me to know and I'll get back to you later. Dot, dot, dot. Please don't send me the email either. Was that the blurb or was that the title? That was the title. Okay. That was the title. The, the blurb would just be about like, how much time do we waste in things that we just don't need to do or we don't need to explain? And I think I've realized from, you know, being close to dying, like life's short. So take care of your business, do things as efficiently as possible. Because when you do free up your time, uh, you have time for other things. So it's been like a freedom for, through discipline for me is, you know, by staying consistent and meal prepping and waking up early to work out, it frees me up throughout the rest of the day to get to other goals that I want to accomplish. Does it ever amaze you how much extra time you have now that you have it more of a planned routine than you did oh, before? God, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I live in Google calendars now, which freaks out the rest of my family. Uh, but like I have blocks of this is what I'm doing all mm -hmm. throughout my day so that I hit all my goals. Yeah. And it, it, it's obsessive, I'll admit. It's, it's borderline obsessive, but it also works. So it gives me an extra three hours at the end of the day that I can read to my kids or I can take them for a walk in the park or I can watch a movie with my wife. So it's awesome. All right, Rob. Well, thanks for being on the episode today. I'm sure we'll see you again. I'm we sure have you have plenty more, to more say. of these to record. So only 16. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Brett has also given me a belt and he has signed me for 32 episodes. This is great. This is so fun, Brett. Thank you. You're, you're quite welcome. So, um, this will be one of the lost episodes he airs like five years later. This is what didn't work when we, we started this <laughs> idea. So, uh, so people can get in touch with you if, if they want to, or if they don't want to, if they want to tell you how crazy yeah. you are for, for liking Return of the Jedi over Empire. Um, where can they reach you? Uh, my way to history um, is my Instagram handle. That, that's the best place to get me. Um, also, we do a men's support live on Mondays to help anyone who has had bariatric surgery. Um, we also have other ones that we touch upon things that aren't bariatric specific, but it's really just a place for men in the weight loss community to come together and discuss. If you need anything, you can find me there. It's Mondays at nine, unless they're not, and then they're at eight. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's I, I not it's not this Monday because I'm going to my own uh, support group for East to West, which is where I go for to recharge my batteries. But well, by the time the, this airs, I might be on a Monday. Yeah, this Monday it won't, it won't be on this Monday. Okay, um, so I might be there this Monday. So, so I, I can attest that's a really good conversation that you've had. I've seen two of them so far. Um, Thank I don't know you. You've had because um, I, I try to get on live because I prefer that when it's actually live. I can interact instead of just uh watching later but uh but yeah it's it's a really good conversation with different people in the community and bariatric or not you can uh, you can relate to a lot of it right obviously there are parts yeah. that are they're specific for bari bariatric patients but you know you know what's been cool is um you realize just how different everyone's life is on this journey like so one of the ones uh like we're having dr joe cribbins who's one operation changes the life so that's going to be a very bariatric specific one but uh mm -hmm. Me and Sleeve Believe the Height, like me and Ked, we ended up talking race for 30 minutes and mm. just really got into what is that like, you know, going out and moving in Atlanta after, you know, everything that happened with Ahmaud Arbery. So it's yeah. it's been interesting to see how many different journeys there are along this walk and just really getting a diversified plate of what goes on with that. For sure. All right. Well, we will uh, see you all next time on Becoming More podcast and we'll see Rob for one of 
the many more podcasts he's on the next time he's 32 on. episodes we're gonna do a live when he brent delivers the belt to me so everyone stay tuned <laughs> see ya